If you've struggled with stress, balance, or burnout, and simply feel discouraged or even defeated, and if you're ready to move from force to flow and enjoy ultimate Zen success in your career, health, or relationships, then the Zen Success Show is for you. Your host, Carissa Sims, is an entrepreneur, corporate consultant, best-selling author, meditation teacher, and healer who has found her own Zen success. Here's your host, Carissa Sims. Welcome to this week's episode of Zen Success. Today, I'm so excited to speak with Dr. Bradley Nelson. I'll tell you my history with you in a little bit, but let me introduce Dr. Bradley Nelson. He's one of the world's foremost experts on natural methods of achieving wellness. And I I really feel like you have such a strong drive and mission to help heal humanity and help people heal their disease in a natural way. It's so incredible. Over decades of work as a holistic chiropractic physician and his studies of ancient medical practice and modern quantum physics, Dr. Brad developed the emotion code, a system for releasing the trapped emotions that block us from wellness and the topic of his best-selling book, The Emotion Code. His new book is The Body Code. How exciting. Congratulations. Thank you. You have a new baby. I have a new baby. It looks like this. Yay, The Body Code. (laughs) Awesome. I love the cover. Unlocking the body's ability to heal itself. So. For more information and a free Emotion Code starter kit, visit EmotionCodeGift.com. Welcome, Dr. Brad. Well, thank you so much, Sharissa. Uh, it's really great to be here. Thanks yeah, it's Carissa. Oh, Carissa. Okay, sorry. That's okay, because it's spelled with an H. So It's the, it's the Italian pronunciation. Yeah, uh, right. Well, we're yeah. both in the same time zone, which is yeah. awesome. Where, where are you calling from? <laughs> I live in St. George, Utah, which is um, about, uh, it's way down in the southwestern corner of Utah. We're about four miles from the Arizona border. Okay. Uh, and, then, and then that's about five miles from the Nevada border. So uh, yeah, we're a couple of hours north of Vegas. Uh-huh. Nice. Well, I'm excited to interview you. I was introduced to your publicist a few years ago. And oh. I saw that you were on the list and I, and I was like, oh my gosh, I have to interview him. But I think things weren't aligned or um, maybe there was just something that was not a match. And and then all of a sudden, your publicist reached out to me and I was like, yes, yes, yes. So this has been a few years of my vision and manifesting. So awesome. yeah, I know. I thought you might like that. Yeah, and Michelle so- is wonderful. Yeah. And I've been a fan of yours since the emotion code came out. Yeah. And that was a while ago now. I mean, the first book, uh, I don't know if you know this, but the first book came out uh, basically the same month and year as the uh, iPhone. I did not know that. Genius is aligned. The technology jobs. You're right there. Oh my God. That's so incredible. And now it's like coming full circle because you have this incredible app, but yeah, I bought your book when it came out in 2007. And I even considered becoming a practitioner because at that point I was doing, I was doing healings and I really liked it. And, but I did book some sessions with your trained certified practitioners Mm -hmm. And even um, a foot massage where she used the emotion code. Oh, and yeah. It sure. was like, wow. It was, so I did one remote with one uh-huh. of your practitioners and uh-huh. I did one in person. So do you still have that trained network of practitioners? Oh, yeah. In fact, it's gotten a lot bigger. Uh, we have, um, uh, let's see, we were, we were in, where were we? We were in Sicily last summer and i got news that we had just certified our 10,000th emotion code practitioner yeah that is amazing it was fun i gave her a call we talked she was in uh lives in london so we have we've got um almost 11,000 practitioners now of the emotion code in uh 
Uh, I don't really know how many countries, but um, well, actually, it's over 80. So I don't know, somewhere north of that number, probably. Mm, yeah. And I also saw you in person at a workshop in Henderson, Nevada. I, I think it was at, for um, XL. It was uh, Roger Hamilton, I believe. And it, you were talking about heart math and the importance okay. of the energy of your heart in healing. Yeah, boy, absolutely. That's yeah. that's something that's so neglected, so um, so virtually unknown still in the world, but it's absolutely uh, so important. Yeah. So how, how does that align, heart math align with your philosophy and the emotion code and the body code? Well, um, it's like the story of the elephant, um, you know, where uh, some villagers or uh, three blind villagers are sent out to report back on this creature that's thrashing around and uh, in the jungle and they come back and one of them made contact with the leg and he came back and he said, well, it's uh, the animal is like a tree. Um, and one of them was at the tail and he said, well, the elephant is like a, this, this animal is like a gigantic paintbrush. And another one was at the nose. And he said, oh, it's like a gigantic snake. And the thing about it is uh, HeartMath has been doing some really, uh, some really great research about coherence and so on. And, and um, you know, what they're finding out jives uh, matches and meshes perfectly with uh, the work that we've been doing. And um, my work about the heart really was something that um, uh, it wasn't something that I intentionally even got into. What happened was it was um, your destiny. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't an intentional thing. Although yeah. I will say this, I had been working with patients um, using what we now call the emotion code for quite a number of years <clears throat> before um, before this this next piece of the puzzle uh, manifested. And I knew that there were some people that um, I would work on people, clear their emotional baggage. And, but I would have this nagging thought that, you know, there has to be more. And I don't know what it is. I don't know what I'm missing. And then um, it was in 1998, uh, my wife and I, which now of course is a long time ago, I guess, but um, my wife and I were at this conference on magnetic healing. And I was one of the speakers of this conference. And anyway, on the morning of the conference, she woke me up early and she said that she'd had a dream. And in her dream, there were three symbols and she knew that they had to do with her health and well-being. And would I help her to figure it out, what it meant? So I said, okay. So we figured out the first two symbols and they were a couple of inherited trapped emotions uh, that she had oh. picked up at conception that we hadn't found Share before. the symbols, like what they look like? Or is that private? Yeah, sure. No, uh, what she saw in her dream was an order wheel, like you see in a diner. Okay. You know, where the waitress takes your order, clips it to the order wheel. They're usually made out of their chrome steel or something. Mm -hmm. and, then, mm -hmm. and then the cook spins it around on the other side of the counter, reads your order, and then slings your hash, right? <laughs> Makes yeah. your breakfast or whatever. There were three orders clipped to this wheel. And that's all it was. And there wasn't any more detail than that. So we, we, you know, address the first two things. Then when I, I turned that so cute, a symbol, right? Very yeah. symbolic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, really. It was really interesting. So when I turn my attention to the third symbol from this dream, all of a sudden what happens is I have this waking vision where the room that I'm in is no longer there. And instead I'm looking at this, I'm looking down this hallway at this incredibly, now we're sitting in bed when this is happening, right? Mm. Working on each other or I'm working on her. And all of a sudden I see this incredibly beautiful hardwood floor in front of me that stretches off into the distance. And it's the most beautiful floor I've ever seen in my life. Still to this day, if I really stop and really think about this and remember, I mean, it'll bring tears to my eyes. It was so beautiful. Now um, I'm seeing this in high def 3d. And at the same time that I'm seeing this, this understanding comes into my mind that my wife's heart is underneath this floor and i have no idea what this means right no idea and, I, and so i told her what i was seeing and understanding and she didn't know what it meant either and i thought well okay this is clearly something that's uh it has to do with your health and well-being so let's ask your subconscious mind some questions oh my and god all the, 
I remember right. the story now. I remember sharing yeah. the story at the right. shop. Oh my God. I love it. It's all coming yeah. back to me. Yeah. And so all the work um, and the body code and the emotion code, mm-hmm. in fact, I got a, I have an emotion code right here too. Mm-hmm. Um, all the, all of this is really about this idea that you can ask the subconscious mind questions and get answers. And so I did. So I started testing her and asking questions. And what I found was that um, there was a symbolic wall that had been built up around her heart, starting when she was two years old. Oh, wow. She was born into a very volatile family. I mean, her father was, he was a good man, but he was a rageaholic. Wow. And so he was kind of like. nice of you to say he was a good man. (laughs) He was a good man in in every other way, except he was kind of a little bit mentally ill, I think. Yeah. And he was just so, so full of fear, really. Mm. And so he would, he would lash out at people and nobody ever knew who it was going to be and when. And so it was just very unsettling and it's uh, it's done a lot of damage really to the kids in that family. But anyway, Uh um, so by the time she's two, uh, she has felt like her heart is going to break enough times that her subconscious mind starts to put up a wall around her Mm. heart. And that wall, of course, we figured out during this little interrogation session uh, of her subconscious mind that that wall uh, was made of layers of her emotional baggage, the trapped emotional energies um, that she had picked up during Mm -hmm. her life. And so it started at age two, and then it got thicker and thicker and thicker. Um, A friend of hers was, uh, she was crossing the road once with a girlfriend of hers. They They had basically told each other's parents they were, babysitting at each other's houses. It was one of those teenage things. And her friend was hit by a car and killed. So that added a couple of big layers, right? Um, and then there were other things that happened to her and and um, things that happened to her sisters and friends and so on. Yeah. And so these emotional experiences built up this big wall. The, the price that she paid for having this wall was that um, it was easy for her to feel negative emotions, harder to feel positive emotions, uh, she always felt kind of isolated, no matter who she was with, friends that she'd been with for years. Uh, she always felt like she was the odd person out, like she never really belonged anywhere. And uh, she battled with depression and anxiety. And so we started taking down these layers one at a time. And at this point, you were already married, in love, committed. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sure. We were married. We already had. I mean, we've been married 40. It'll be 42 years this oh, year. We've got Congratulations. Eight kids. Thanks. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Six grandkids, yeah. Oh my gosh, and six grandkids. And (laughs) can I just ask a question? When you Mm -hmm. said you were testing her just about this process, do you mean muscle testing? Were you muscle testing her? I was muscle testing her. So she and she was always great to muscle test. She was my assistant for many years. So so if you can imagine, she's she's sitting on the bed. I'm sitting on the bed. She's got an arm held out like so, right? I'm asking questions and getting yes and no answers. No answers are weak. Yes, answers are strong from her subconscious mind. Yeah. And so it led us to understand all of this. And when that last emotion, it took us a couple of weeks, actually, to get rid of all these layers. And when the last emotion was released, all of a sudden, she had this enormous shift where she felt like for the first time in her life, she belonged with other people. And it improved the depression, the anxiety. It improved her life in you know dramatic ways. Oh so my that, God, you that saved her life. Beginning. That is amazing. Well, That's it, incredible. It was a huge shift. It needed to happen. And uh, it was all, it was really all pre-planned. I mean, you know, our lives, I'll tell you something, uh, Carissa, I believe that before we come into this world, uh, we live with God. He's our father. We live with him and we progress to a certain point. And then our life here in this world is planned out in detail. Mm. over probably a lengthy period of time with our father who, who, you know, helps us to figure out, okay, what are the weaknesses that you have in your character? What do you need to experience? What are the things that would help you to grow the most? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we're born into families and we, we end up living in places and so on. And it's all, it's all by design. I believe it's all for us. It's all for our growth. And so, um, you know, it reminds me of, um, Tony Robbins, who's a friend of mine who talks about his, his mother, how abusive his mother was. 
Oh, which is awful. Right. But then I know he ran away from home and would like lived in a bathtub. I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. Exactly. But he talks about his mother and how grateful he actually is to her, because if it hadn't been for her and the way that she was, um, it wouldn't have he wouldn't have become the person that he is now. Right. Yeah. And and I think it pushed him um, to grow. So that that's an example of something happening for you instead of that, like victim consciousness. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in fact, that's one of the things that he says, right? Life doesn't happen to you. It happens for you. And so life happened for my wife, even though it was it was very difficult, right? Um, apparently, there were things she needed to learn and so on. And one of the things was that this heart wall information needed to come into the world. And so um, so I don't know if you remember this story, but but I have to. It's have okay. To this was a like long time ago when I heard your story. So it's, but it's just like warms my heart remembering, you know? We'll yeah. See. Well, it's, it's, uh, it's really so amazing. And I never in my wildest dreams would have imagined something like this. It's just, it's so crazy and so different from the world that we're used to. Um, but we're finally waking up, right? We're in this, uh, we're in this place now where I believe that the consciousness of the world is, is being stretched to a new degree, a new limit every single day, right? Mm-hmm. People are waking up all over the world and it's really interesting. Well, anyway, so yeah. when the, after we figured this, in fact, I'll tell you something. Um, when I was first trying to figure this out on my wife, I had this feeling like, well, she may be the only person in the world that has this bizarre thing. Well, uh-huh. no. As so many people have this, um, it's so common. In fact, it's kind of the norm rather than the exception. I would think so. Yeah. I think I might've had it too, because my heart feels different over the past like six months. My heart has really opened up. Yeah. Well, right. Exactly. And the, the heart is everything the ancients believed it to be. It's the seat of the soul, the, the source of love and creativity and romance and everything else. And um, so anyway, I had this experience. And uh, this is actually in the emotion code book, but I, I just have to share this because we're talking about this. This um, this woman came into me back when I was in practice, not long after this uh, heart wall thing was shown to us, this yeah. phenomenon. And um, I, as I was talking with her, she told me that she was 38 years old. She was a nurse. She hadn't dated in eight years. She was never going to date again. Mm. And she was going to die single. And she was an attractive person. And I, I thought, gee, that's interesting. I've never met a truly celibate person before, except maybe for, a, you know, maybe a Catholic priest or something. And I said, why, why do you feel that way? And she said that eight years before, she was really deeply in love with this guy who dumped her and broke her heart, right? And so, so I tested her and she came in to see me because she had this really severe neck pain that she'd been uh-huh. to a couple of other doctors for. So uh-huh. anyway, I start testing her and I find by asking questions of her subconscious mind and getting answers. This is all in the book, how to do all of this. It's in both books. I found she had a a heart wall. Mm -hmm. And so, so anyway, uh, with her permission, I started to figure out what this was. And there were three emotions, three layers of emotional energy, making up this force field, this wall around her heart. And all of those three emotions had happened to her in the breakup three years before. So when I cleared the last one, and this probably only took like I don't know, maybe five minutes. When I cleared the last one, all of a sudden her neck pain is gone completely, completely wow. gone. Yeah. And so she leaves the office feeling totally fine. And I don't, she doesn't come back. Three months later, she walks back in into my office. With a ring. Standing, no. <laughs> what's that? With a ring. <laughs> and well, she comes back into the office and, and here's what she said. I looked at her and I said, hey, I haven't seen you for a while. How are you? What's going on? She said, you know, she said, my neck has been fine since I was here. But she said, you cleared that heart wall for me. And that really works. Because she said, about two weeks after I was here, I found out my childhood sweetheart has been living right around the corner from me for almost eight years. What? And we're dating. And, and we're in love. Single. Oh, my and God. I, and I think he's going to ask me to marry him. Yeah. And so I thought, wow, what, you know, what a, what a huge shift. But you see, one of the pieces of the puzzle, see, of human consciousness that we're finally waking up to is the truth about the human heart. 
And I love the work that HeartMath has been doing all of these years. And, um, and I love all of the ancient understandings about the heart. Mm. And so what we now are beginning to realize is that um, contrary to what we have learned in Western biology, the heart is far more than just a pump. There's a brain in the heart. In fact, most of the information that travels between the heart and the brain is being sent by the heart to the brain. In other words, the brain that is in your head is obeying the messages that are being sent by the brain that is in your heart. Think about this, Chris. I mean, if, if someone's really hurting you or you're really deeply grieved about something, where do you feel it? Well, you don't feel it in your knee or your elbow. You feel it right here, don't you? Mm-hmm. You feel it right here. You can feel like maybe your heart is going to break. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, I, I I know that you've had this experience where, you know, you're you're sitting, maybe you're watching someone perform or sing or do something to the utmost of their ability, and you're moved by that, and you feel it right here, don't you? Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, it's so interesting because. The heart really truly is the core of our being. Mm-hmm. Well, when you put up a wall around your heart because your heart's going to break, what happens? Well, it makes it much more difficult for you to really give and receive love because love is not only a verb, it's also an energy. It's a it's an exchange of energy. You know, if think about this woman. The way you know? of being, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, think about her. I mean, for eight years, she'd been single. Uh, this childhood sweetheart of hers had been living right around the corner that whole time. Why didn't she ever run into him before? Yeah. Well, because she had a wall all put up around her heart. She wasn't open to that. Yeah. When that wall was taken down, all of a sudden he manifests, right? Right. So then the energetically, they're a match. Like maybe oh. even their hearts or their souls were beginning to connect and like, okay, it's time. Yeah, exactly right. I mean, it's... um. It's such a fascinating thing. I uh, a couple of stories. When I was in practice, uh, once a year, my office manager and I would pull out all of the files, and we'd sit on the floor, and we'd pull out all the files of people that we hadn't seen for a while, and um, and we would just kind of go through and and look at each person's picture, and and you know talk about them for a second, and then go to the next file. And what we found, and we did this every year because what we found was within a week. of those people would call and make an appointment about that. How does that work? Well, Oh my gosh. That's like like quantum physics, right? Well, It it totally is. It's all about quantum physics because we truly are all interconnected. Right. Mm -hmm. And quantum physics helps us to understand how that's true. Newtonian physics had its time and it was, it was wonderful for its time, but now we need to retire Newtonian physics in some ways and really come into this new understanding of um, of quantum physics and of energy, because that's really what we are. We're beings of pure energy. Um, so another story, uh, this is a really fun one. One of our practitioners told me this story that uh, her sister had been divorced for about nine years. And um, she she had never let her practitioner sister, her emotion code practitioner sister, work on her with the emotion code. She was never interested. Finally, after nine years of being divorced, she called up her sister. She said, listen, she said, I'm, I'm done. She said, I'm, I've been alone all these years. I'm not getting any younger. Yeah. You know, I need to I need to find someone because I'm just tired of being alone. She said, "Will you come over and work on me and use the emotion code on me. And so so her sister did. And the two of them spent a couple of days together as a weekend. And she found that her sister had a heart wall and she took down that heart wall. Neither one of them told anybody what they were doing. Well, um, on Monday, the phone started to ring. And who do you think was calling? Well, it was single guys that had known the sister, um, but hadn't talked to her in years. But all of a sudden, uh, you know, that heart of hers was open. Yeah. That pure essence of who she was and what she wanted in her life goes out into the world and it fills, it fills the universe. I think it at least fills the world 
And so those guys that were on that frequency all of a sudden started thinking about her. And so, you know, I haven't talked to her in a long time. I wonder what she's doing now. And they'd pick up the phone. Hey, Susie, what's going on? I haven't talked to you. Right. And so, so that's how this works. So, I mean, think about this. If you are, if you're alone in your life, if you want more love in your life, uh, if you want to learn uh, to increase your ability to love, yeah, uh, this work is for you because yeah. it's all about the heart. Mm-hmm. And what we find, unfortunately, Carissa, uh, it appears that about 93% of people in the world have put up this wall around their heart. And if I could snap my fingers right now and remove that heart wall from everybody in the world, this world would instantly transform. <laughs> I mean, you think about it. The, the, um, the fact of the matter is here we are and it's 2023. And you'd think that by now mankind would be beyond using war to settle differences between nations and <sighs> all the insanity that goes along with that. Right. You'd think that we'd be beyond that. You'd think that, um, We'd be in we this need to evolve and uh, yeah. try try to look for a solution of peace and right standing. Mm-hmm. But it's all about this wall, you see. Mm. See, we have two brains. We've got the brain that's in our head and the brain that's in our heart. But when you've got a heart wall, um, your ability to access all that creativity and love and everything else is really hindered. So you operate from this brain. That's where most people are operating from. And so this brain feels nothing. This is the brain that feels the brain in your heart. And so if you're just using this brain, it makes perfect sense to use war and, you know, to take advantage of people and hurt people and so on. I mean, that can be rationalized very easily with this brain because it doesn't feel anything. Mm -hmm. But when you remove that heart wall all of a sudden and the heart brain can assume prominence in your life, then you start living from a place of love, Right. Your ability to love expands and grows and your ability to love unconditionally expands and um, your creative ideas start to flow spontaneously. And often love will flow into your life if you're if you're missing that, mm-hmm. because that's our natural state. Uh, all of us, we, we all want to have love. And so that um, that understanding, of course, it's all in the emotion code, but. It's also in the body code because it's so critically important that uh, we put it in here too. And this book just came out three days ago. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Fresh. Yeah. I'm doing, I'm doing book signings every weekend now for the next few weekends. So that's amazing. It's so interesting that this conversation evolved to relationships and opening up your heart because a lot of my interviews have been about that. So I feel like maybe my audience needs to heal that part of their life and and be open to that. And so it's just interesting, but I want to go back to you healing your wife. How mm-hmm. long did it take? Was that also just like a five minute or, or was it multiple sessions that yeah. found? Well, she- for her, yeah, it was really interesting for her. Um, it took longer for her than it, I think anyone else probably, uh, it wasn't that there were that many emotions, but what we were able to do is release, we'd release an emotion mm-hmm. and then her subconscious mind would basically say, okay, I need a few days to, yeah. to deal with this. And, yeah. um, and now typically when we work with someone, um, we can often release uh, a heart wall in one session. Often, you know, sometimes it takes two or three. So um on our website for a long time, we we've had a, a, a three pack of sessions that oh, you can yeah. buy from our staff practitioners. And of course we have practitioners all over the world. Our website is discoverhealing.com. And so, mm-hmm. um, but you know, one of the beautiful things about the, the, uh, the body code and the emotion code is it's not that, that highly trained people can do this. It's that, very untrained people can do this as well and have great results. So ultimately, you see what this is about is it's about giving back the healing birthright that belongs to every man and woman and child in this whole world. It's all about giving back that birthright to everyone so that everyone can take back that ability. Now, that doesn't mean that there's not still going to be a need for Western medicine because there always will be. There will always be traumatic injuries and 
people are always going to need some kind of pharmaceutical drug, I suppose. And, and people are always going to be breaking bones and things. And that's fine. And that's what Western medicine is really, really good at. But most of the time, most people don't need surgery. And most of the time, most people don't need some kind of a pharmaceutical drug. Most of the time, most people have something else going on. They've got imbalances going on. And the emotion code is specifically about finding the emotional energies that are trapped in the body and releasing those and taking down the heart wall. Mm-hmm. The body code, on the other hand, is about the rest of the things that can go wrong in the body. Mm. And so so you see, we have six different imbalances pictured here in the body code. And these are representative of the six different categories of imbalance uh, that happen to us that cause all of our mental, emotional, and physical symptoms. So one of those categories, of course, is energies. That one looks like this. Um, and energies refers to, um, energies that are in the body that shouldn't be in the body. Generally Mm -hmm. things like trapped emotions, um, trauma energies that are Mm -hmm. in the body that shouldn't be there and so on. Yeah. Other Um, people maybe from past relationships or, or absolutely. Mm -hmm. Or, or from, uh, from things that uh, you picked up before you were conceived um, oh, wherever you wow. were. that's deep mm-hmm. in the womb or even maybe even past lives prior to that um Consider yeah that. yeah exactly i mean we don't really we don't really specify because we don't really know for sure oh, yeah yeah but if you find a trapped emotion and uh, the subconscious mind of the person that you're working on or your own subconscious mind tells you that this happened prior to conception um well we at conception, we receive emotional energy uh, mm-hmm. from mom or dad. And those can go back for generations. We call those inherited trapped emotions. Okay. But there's another kind of trapped emotion and we call those preconception trapped emotions. And we don't know exactly um, where those are from, but they happen prior to that moment that you're conceived. And they might've happened a hundred years ago or a thousand years ago to you because we've all been alive forever and we're all going to continue to live forever. Um, we're in this particularly interesting uh, phase right now, right? Huh? It's exciting. Yes. We're yeah. in a, okay. I want to hear why are we in an interesting phase? Well, because, uh, well, I'll tell you what I believe about this. Uh, I believe that before we come into this world, we live with God. He's our father. Um, and we not only have a father, but we also have a mother, right? That we don't really talk about, but that's also part of it uh, as above, so below. And so we live with them in this place of total abundance and total peace and love and, uh, and beauty. But we can, we can progress only so far with these um, uh, without having a physical body. And so eventually this earth is created and this process has been going on for, you know, ages of time, uh, time out of mind, really. Um, there are countless worlds that have been created. This is just what I believe about this. Okay. There are worlds without number that have been created. This is just one of them. And so, uh, this is all about our progression so that we can become, um, ascended beings and become, and eventually enjoy the, the kind of life that our father, uh, in heaven lives. Right. And, 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 and have, you're living have, that life, right? Do you feel well, like not yet, but I mean, I we're all, not. Well, no, I I mean, I'm, you know, that's something that, uh, well, you know, I'll tell you something. I I believe that we're all here to learn how to have joy, how to experience joy. Yes. And so we're here in this kind of perfect testing ground, right? We come into this world, our memories of where we were before are completely shut off to us. All we know is this world. Right. And um, I'll tell you something. Some people do have the ability, amazingly. Some do. Yes. Yeah. And I had an experience with that once I was 18 years old. I was just sitting quietly meditating one day and all of a sudden that I call it the veil that that divides us, divides our memories from our life before all of a sudden that was split or opened in some way to my heart. And, and I was instantaneously filled with the most absolutely over the top, 
incredibly powerful feeling of homesickness to be back home where I was before I came here. It was, it was just absolutely overwhelming. And it lasted for about three seconds. And then that little window closed and it just left me reeling. And I, I understood from that a couple of things. I understood that um, we are really strangers here passing through this, this world. Uh, This is really not our home. We came from our home with God. And I also understood that if we did not have that, that veil, that block to our remembrance, we would not be able to stand it in this world for five minutes. <laughs> because it's completely insane chaos. Yeah. yeah. Lack of maybe, maybe some people's experience to be like conflict or lack of love and peace. Yeah. Yeah. We, we can't even comprehend how far we are from home. Mm-hmm. But there are reasons for that, and uh, and it's about it's about our ability to be to really truly be in a, a perfect testing environment where we're we really are free to choose. Um, will we choose light? Will we choose dark? Will we choose good or evil? Mm-hmm. Um, what are we going to choose? What are we going to make of our lives? And you know, when people die and they go to the other side, sometimes they come back, and often they'll have a life review. And they're never asked in that life review, well, how big of a car did you drive or how much money did you make? They're never, those are totally irrelevant things. Instead, they're asked uh, how much knowledge were you able to gain and how much love, what's your ability to love like now? How much love were you able to develop for your fellow beings in the world? Those seem to be the things that are really important. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, yeah. Very interesting. And, you know, there was a, uh, there was a video that I saw and I've, I've never been able to find it again. You know how that is on YouTube. You'll see a video. Yeah, they, they sometimes take things off for whatever yeah. reason. Um, I've never found it again. Okay. But it was, it was really fascinating. It was with a, it was a, a podcast interview with a doctor. It was an emergency room doctor. And he said something that has stuck with me to this day. He said that, uh, first of all, he, he was explaining about how when people flatline and their uh-huh. heart stops, yeah. he said that in the movies and on TV, they, you know, they hit those people with the paddles, you know, boom, and they bring them back to life. He said, in reality, they're able to bring them back and get that heart going again only about 15% of the time. 85% of the time, they're gone. Yeah. He said one day in the ER, this experience happened that changed his whole life. He said they brought three people back. uh, And each one of these three people that had been revived said the same thing. They all said, why did you bring me back? (laughs) And then they all essentially in more or less the same words said that for the first time in their whole existence, they felt totally accepted. Oh, it got to the other side. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. And I've thought a lot about that. And you see that total acceptance. Well, that's the fruit of unconditional love. See, yeah, God loves us unconditionally. We step out of this world into the next world. We're loved unconditionally. We feel totally accepted immediately. And so how can we do that in this human experience and hold that space for others now? Exactly. Well, that's our, that's our task. You see, is to learn how to love others unconditionally, including ourselves. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's we've a big all, one. That's, that's a big sometimes one. that's often really the hardest one, right? Because we should have known better and we may, we've all made stupid mistakes. We've all done really stupid things, right? All of us, but it's important to move on and forgive ourselves. Right. And have unconditional love for ourselves. And that brings us back to the heart, see, because when the, when you start taking down that wall and you start removing emotional baggage that you have, some of which way, might be from prior to conception, some of which might be from your ancestors, as you start to remove that baggage, what happens is your ability to love others expands and uh, your ability to love yourself expands. It's a fascinating thing. And so... Um, so that's that's really the key um, 
in the emotion code, which is included in the body code. But if you remember, we've got in the body code, we've got these six different kinds of imbalances, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, just really quickly give you an idea how this works. Uh, one of these areas is pathogens. And those are viruses and bacteria, fungal infections, parasites. Another area is what we call circuits and systems. And this has to do with all the organs and the glands, uh, the connections between the spirit and the physical. There are misalignments. Um, any tissue can misalign. Those have got to be corrected. And we teach you actually how to do that as well. Uh, there are toxins. And you got to get rid of the toxins to be totally healthy. And then the last one is nutrition and lifestyle. And... Um, so those are the six different um, categories of imbalance that you can find in the body code. Okay. So the way, the way the body code is designed is um, you can actually use the book to find imbalances and, and correct them. So in other words, on this page, I don't, you probably can't see it, but every single one of these icons has a page number. Hmm. And so if you're taken to energies, you turn to that page and then you find some other imbalances that then have page numbers. And so you can use the book and you can find and correct things on yourself. And that's, that's the whole reason for all of this and, and why the higher power, God, source energy, creator, whatever you want to call it, is bringing this work into the world. It's not about me. I'm just the teacher. It just, I just happened to, you know, higher power picked a workaholic and it was me. Yeah. Yeah. And right, but, it's great. It, I feel like it's, you know, because you came out with the emotion code so long ago, it's just wonderful to kind of like reignite that knowledge out into the world. Yeah, it needs to happen. I mean, um, people all over the world now are finding this new ability within themselves to heal their father's back pain or their child's depression. Mm -hmm. uh, they're, they're finding out that they're able to help their daughter-in-law to conceive a child or to get, to get rid of grandma's asthma. I mean, all of these things, people are finding out that, that the body now has an interface. The subconscious mind has an interface. Mm -hmm. uh, essentially, the subconscious mind is a computer. It's a binary computer. And I used to be a computer programmer a long oh, time ago. Interesting. That helped me see to be able to do this. That was an essential part of my education. See, and uh, it helped me to understand uh, how computers work and logic and so on. And the subconscious mind essentially is what we would call a binary computer. Okay. Um, as far as giving answers, it can give any answer that you want, as long as the answer is yes or no. Yeah. Um, so to give you an example, um, there was a woman that came into me one day who uh, had been coughing for an entire year. Wow. And she said she'd been to the hospital. They'd run all kinds of tests and MRIs and CAT scans and everything was negative and she didn't know what to do. It, it wouldn't go away. She's coughing all night long. She's coughing all day long. Her husband had moved to the other end of the house. She said, my marriage is starting to fray. Oh, I don't know what I'm going to do. Yeah. Um, she said, this is just miserable. And so, so I got out the, the body code, right. And, uh, and then using muscle testing, I asked, uh, is there an underlying reason for this? I'm talking to her subconscious mind, right? But I said this out loud. Is there a reason why you have this cough and looking at the chart here, um, I got a yes answer. And so I said, okay, well, is it on the, uh, the right side of the chart? And I got a no from her, you know, her arm went down. So on the left side, is it energies? I got a no. Circuits and systems, no. Toxins, I got a yes. So went to the toxins uh, section, okay? And, uh, and essentially what I found was that uh, there was some kind of a chemical toxin that was affecting her that was a reason for the cough. Ah, yeah. So uh, I just Googled, you know, common household chemicals and uh, tested a few of those. And I got to Campophonique and I got a strong muscle response from her. And I said, um, Campophonique. And she said, Campophonique. And she kind of turned pale. And I said, yeah, Campophonique. I said, do you use Campophonique? And Campophonique is probably off the market now. I don't even know, but it was kind of a liniment that was used back in the day. Oh. Pretty toxic. And um, 
She said, yeah. She said, uh, every night I go over to an elderly woman who's been a friend of our family for years. Uh And um, she loves me to rub her feet with camphophonique. I do that every night. Oh my gosh, that is insane. And I said, well, I don't think you better do that anymore. And so I I treated that toxin as an energy in her body and released it. And then she stopped using it. And that was it. No more coughing. Boom, done. Right. I love it. That's amazing. But she's been seeing doctors for a year and, you know, but her subconscious mind knew really what the answer was. Um, Do you? So, yeah. yeah, I just wonder, do you feel like this could be the future of medicine or I mean, it could, I mean, doctors could use this maybe in their office if they're having a hard time figuring out the root cause or mm-hmm. if nothing else is working, do you ever have that vision that that could be uh, our healthcare? Well, it isn't only me that's had that vision, but uh, you know, in, in teaching seminars all over the world uh, mm-hmm. since 1998, I've had many people who have come to me and who have said that they have seen this work transform the world in near-death experiences, in visions, in dreams. I've seen this change the world. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's. Yeah, yeah, I think that's really cool. You know, I was uh, personally diagnosed with cervical cancer in 2020 before COVID, mm-hmm. and I decided to treat it naturally. And I did have trapped trauma and emotions in my womb. And, Uh and, and yeah, and I was able to heal myself, but I did use Western medicine for tracking my healing sure, and like MRIs and and did all of that. But, but I kind of, I kind of felt, I felt the same way of what you said before about that. You don't always need surgery because they, the standard of care is radical hysterectomy for cervical. And I'm something inside of me was like, you, you need your body parts. You, you need that. And that's important. And they wanted to take out lymph nodes and all of this other stuff. And, and I just felt like, no, I think my body can do this. So I'm just really in alignment with your subtitle even recently. Yeah. Well, good for you. I mean, the, um, see, the thing is Western medicine is it was really developed in the world wars in the civil war, and mm-hmm. it was it was developed around this idea um, that I like to call heroic measures. It means that, you know, if you're a soldier and your leg gets blown off, somebody needs to perform heroic measures on you immediately, or you're going to yeah. die. And yeah. so, tourniquet, was a gr- stop the bleeding. Yeah, yeah. And there's there was a great need for that, and there always will be. Um, but because of that, Western medicine kind of has this mindset of um, waiting until there's something dramatic that happens so that they can intervene dramatically, right? Mm-hmm. Um, not really doing much about preventative uh, medicine because they don't really understand it. I mean, think about it. Doctors basically get, um, their training is almost all about pharmacology and they get very little training to none on nutrition, right? Yeah. And so, you know, I don't, I don't blame doctors. I mean, doctors... They go into, uh, they become doctors because they want to help people, I think. And yeah. for the most part, right? Mm-hmm. And so um, I think that there are a lot of doctors that are very frustrated. In fact, I think I, I heard uh, recently that 20% of all doctors and nurses have left the profession now um, because of what's gone on over the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. And um, and so they're looking for alternatives. And we had we had a medical doctor that signed up the other day with us yeah. uh, to become a certified practitioner to contact us. Yeah. Well, oh, we have awesome. many, actually, we have yeah, many, yeah. but, but, but he said he had left the profession and uh, he said, I don't know. I don't really understand what it is that you guys are doing, but I want to, I want in. Yeah. And so, and That's we have, amazing. we have hypnotherapists and psychotherapists and psychologists and, uh, and doctors of all stripes all over the world. And see, the thing about it is, I mean, I believe that, that, um, everything that's good comes from above. Right. Mm-hmm. And if you look at all this amazing technology that's been developed in Western medicine, um, well, I mean, that's, that's all wonderful. And you were able to utilize that for yourself. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that ultimately what we want, think about this. Ultimately what we want is we want the best of everything as far as being able to take care of our bodies. Mm. And so in the future, what will happen is 
um, you will you'll go to a doctor who will uh, who will actually start a communication, start up a dialogue with your subconscious mind. That's where all the information is. Your your subconscious mind within you knows with a perfect understanding if you have nutritional deficiencies, if yeah. you have, you know, if you've got a parasite or some kind of infection going on, it knows if you've got emotional baggage, it knows mm-hmm. if you've got misalignments, it knows all of that. It knows all of it. And so asking it is just so simple. I mean, I'm yeah. in some ways I'm kind of, I'm kind of a lazy person because when I was in practice, I just wanted to find the shortest distance from point A to point B. I wanted to help my patients get better as fast as I could. And, um, and I found that that subconscious mind knows exactly. So the last 10 years of my practice, most of the people that I saw had been told there's really no hope for them in Western medicine at all. Mm-hmm. But what, did, what did that mean? It just meant that there was no drug that could cure them or no surgery that could cure them. Mm-hmm. But all the answers were within. I yeah. remember one time a, a patient came into me who was suffering from something. And I, I told her, I said, I'm, I'm basically clueless about what's wrong with you. And she, her eyes got really big and she looked at me and I said, but don't worry. I said, it's okay. Because your subconscious mind knows what's wrong with you. Yeah. It knows what the real imbalances are. And I know how to talk to it. So it's going to yeah. be okay. And so that reassured her. <laughs> yeah. It's really empowering. I feel honestly, I feel like I could talk to you all day, like at least five hours. I mean, I hardly got to any of my questions. I really wanted to ask oh. you more about, you know, ancient medical process practices and integrating them, but I have to go. And so it's been such a pleasure getting to know you and hearing about your latest book, the body code. I'll put your website and how to buy your book and download your app in the show notes. So thanks for being on my show today. Dr. Thanks, Brown. Carissa. It's really great to see you. That's it for today's episode of Zen Success. Head on over to iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you listen to shows. Zen Success is also available on the radio in select markets through amfm247.com. Subscribe to the show and share with friends. Be sure to head on over to zensuccessshow.com to help you on your Zen success journey and join us on the next episode. May you find your own Zen success in life.